Well, Duke in Virginia delivered the way we had hoped Duke in Carolina would deliver. Let me tell you why college basketball is so great. Monday night's matchup was full of everything that you want and more. And now it has you guessing, I'm sure, who is going to sit atop of the ACC when it's all said and done. The answer might surprise you of who I feel like is the hottest team in the ACC right now when it comes to men's basketball. Let's discuss. ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you holding it down, making me your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and you can download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, hit us up on YouTube, leave some comments, make sure you hit the subscribe button, and watch the video. Let me know what you think. You can hit me up on my Twitter feed right there at the bottom of the screen. If you are tuning into YouTube, welcome. You know, it goes down here. Usually, I have a slew of co-hosts. But I'm riding solo today, and we're going to make sure we hold it down. Monday, we have Ken Gibbs from Locked on Wolfpack. Tuesday is J.J. Jackson, Locked on Blue Devils. Wednesday, we've got A.J. Black from Locked on Boston College. Thursday, we have Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. And then Friday, we have Drizzy Drake from Locked on Seminole. A great group of guys that always hold it down for me, so I appreciate them. But for today's show, you just get me. But it's going to be good. I promise you. So don't touch that dial yet. Make sure you stay until the very end. We've got to talk about ACC hoops here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We are getting ready for March Madness. More importantly, we are trying to figure out how the Blue Devils caught that L on Monday night at home against a 15-9 and Virginia team. But like they always say, that's why you play the game. And I certainly feel like the Blue Devils were sleeping. They probably felt like this was going to be an easy dub. They were coming off a big win against the Tar Heels. Their, you know, of course, slated college basketball, best rivalry in sports energy. They gave Coach K that big victory. They won 87 to 67. They're feeling good. I put 20 on the team that everyone says I'm always supposed to be, you know, most competitive with. Not so fast, my friends. Coach K said on Saturday, while this was a great victory, we have to pay attention to Monday night because it ain't going to be no. We got to make sure we pay attention. I'll let you guys finish finish that line for yourselves if you're into some slang conversations. But listen, Coach K knew what time it was. He knew one day of prep wasn't going to be easy, and it certainly wasn't. The Cavaliers came in not playing first half up 34-29, came back and finished on 30, put up 35 points to win this thing 69-68 against a number seven Duke Blue Devils squad. So, of course, we're going to give you the best players of the game, the stars, the ones who struggled a bit, once why it was a physical game and then more importantly we're going to say what does this really mean this win for Virginia so those are the three hits and then more importantly who is the team that we got to pay most attention to as we're heading into the final stretch for men's basketball all right cool players of the game you got my man Jaden Gardner from Duke hometown why not step up and be amazing, right? If you know you got to play in front of your family, you know you always want to try and go off for more points than you can. Man went off for 17, had a key block during the game, had eight rebounds during the game, two important steals during the game. He was just doing his thing, all right? 
He knew that it was going to be important to step up in major ways. And why not, right? You know, again, you're playing at home. You know you're going to have to have one of those monumental games in order to beat this very good Blue Devils team. So shout out to him. My second star player, Mr. Caden Shedrick. My guy, coming off a bench, 16 points, all right? Six rebounds. But more importantly, I think it was the three dunks. Three or four. It might have been four. Three dunks that ultimately made the energy shift in Cameron Indoor. When you silence the Cameron crazies, you are absolutely doing something right. He never let the moment get too big for him when he was down and out. Man fell flat on his face, literally, at one point in the game and was still able to come back with a win. Got a little pat on the butt and kept it rolling. Shedrick is someone that I think really just swung all energy. He swung all moods, right? Everything about his play made the Cavs feel like they were in this game, they had control of it, and they never quite let it get away from them. But, of course, you got to have one person, right? you got to have one person doing it big, one person who just comes up clutch. And while seven points might not seem like a lot to y'all, it was the three that Reese Beekman, he handled most importantly, during the last seven seconds of the matchup, my man got open the inbounder, right? Found himself a nice little spot, sweet spot, hit a three, seven, leaving 0.7 seconds left in the game for the Duke Blue Devils, who ultimately weren't able to get back into that bad boy. It was beautiful. It was, it was a, it was a work of art. Truly, it was everything that you want in college basketball when it comes down to the final couple plays, final shots. Everything is clutch moments. You know, you can't give up a possession. You have to make sure you score on your possession. You got to play ultimate defense. And I just feel like the Blue Devils were just lackluster throughout the entire game. Only one person that I felt like really held it down for the Blue Doves, and I will say Trevor Keels getting 12 points off the bench, nothing to sleep at. I think he did a great job. But the rest of his team, not so much. So I want to talk about those that struggled. But those are my players of the game, right? Gardner, Beekman, Shedrick, and Keels. All did great. Nothing to hang your head about. But then when you look at the whole grand scheme of it, I just think Virginia came in and meant business. They meant business from start to finish. Didn't play around. Tony Bennett called an excellent game. He was able to really keep his players sound, especially mentally, when it seemed like the moment could get away from them when there's points towards the end of the game where Duke actually was making a comeback, took a little, took a very small lead towards the end of it. But man, they never let it get too big for them. And shout out to the Cavs for getting it done. Again, nine and five in the conference. You got 15 wins only on the season. Of course, everyone's thinking, ah, this is a gimme. Duke was minus 11 going into the game. Nobody thought that Virginia stood a chance for real. This is the same Virginia team that got beat by 20 by Carolina. And as I mentioned, UNC got put up 20 by Duke. Okay, so like at the end of the day, nobody expected this outcome to be as good as it was. But when I say quiet as is kept, this rivalry delivered. And if you had any money on that minus 11 of Duke, I'm sorry for you if you put your money on Duke. But there is more opportunities to get into the game as you head into the season. I want to tell you how. Bet Online has you covered 
more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through playoffs right to the big game in a couple of days, okay? We also have college basketball doing its thing. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football and basketball. BetOnline has the up-to-minute info on NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates and current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available to you in 2022. BetOnline is where the game starts. Now, a bunch of my friends, a lot of them on the Locked On Podcast Network, happen to be in LA right now. I know they meant to bring me. I know it's kind of crazy. They meant to bring me. But see, what had happened was I had to work my real J-O-B, like my full-time J-O-B, so I couldn't quite call out. But, you know, on the next one, the next go-round, I make sure that they're going to bring me there, right? But it is Super Week, brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get the coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. The Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. as well as some other friends, you know. I'm not bitter, not at all. They're all they're, they're all week covering the big game. So make sure you take your talents over to those podcasts available wherever you listen to podcasts right after you listen to Locked On ACC. So let's talk about some of the pain points of the Duke-Virginia matchup, right? So you saw Duke's defense do enough. They, they did a pretty solid job, of course. The last play of the game, Mark Williams I don't know who he was guarding, but he struggled a bit. And then you also had the fact that Paolo Bencaro kind of had hand down, man down energy. Paolo, and then we saw, again, Reese Beekman shoot it down. But it wasn't just Paolo's defense. It was the fact that he went missing offensively. Man only scored nine points, a season low for Paolo. And it's just something, he wasn't there. A man who literally delivered on Saturday, brought big energy, he just wasn't there. Now, he got stopped a bit by Leaky Blackshore, again, from talking about Carolina. But ultimately, he was able to get some shots off. Wasn't the case there on Monday night in Cameron, which is what you don't really expect from one of your best players, especially at home. Duke has struggled at points at home, but it just was head-scratching, to say the least. Another player that I felt like struggled, Mark Williams. Foul trouble was his friend. He had four fouls on the night. He wasn't able to deliver defensively like you would usually want him to. It was just an off energy. Did he have some good plays? Of course, right? Does he have some flashy moments? Absolutely. But overall, I think when you just look at what you want from your star players, it wasn't enough. A.J. Griffin. Now, this man couldn't miss on Saturday against the Tar Heels. 27 points. How many points do you think A.J. had? On Monday night, yes, he was one of seven. Two points. Adrian Griffin was held to two points. Inexcusable. Wendell Moore Jr., nine points. Inexcusable, right? Again, Mark going off for 16 was great, but that foul trouble really got him in a pickle. He wasn't able to deliver like he wanted to. As I mentioned, Trevor Kills did his thing, but your bench overall, you only had two from uh, Joey Baker, five from Theo John, right? Six from Mr. Jones, and then 12 from Trevor Keels. Can't happen. Just can't happen for Duke. You can't afford to have that. But most importantly, you can't afford to have Mr. Three himself, A.J. Griffin, only score two buckets on the night. Now hear me clear. Not on the whole half, not in the first half, not in the first 10 minutes, in the entire game. Two points? 
rough. That's that's rough. It's a long day. <laughs> that's a long day. 35% from three, 42% on the night. Not going to win a lot of those going into your regular your uh, tournament season, right? You might get caught sleeping at the wheel. And unfortunately, when it comes to tournament time, you don't get the opportunity to do that again. So they're going to have to tighten up. So if there's anything we can take away from Duke's uh, performance there on Monday night, it's tighten up. Understand the severity of the moment. Like you can get a couple more games. You're on the road a bit before you come back home for that final one against Carolina. But there are no try-agains when it comes to tournament play. And they know how good – they're too good <laughs> to not be in the top of the conversation. All the talk around you know, the major college basketball heads were saying how Duke's ceiling is their own and how they're the best team to beat and all these good – okay, I hear you. But don't let getting uh, – don't let a Carolina whooping <laughs> be the indicator. Because they ain't, don't let that be the litmus test for how good or bad Duke is, okay? Because Carolina has just been acting like Carolina. But that's another story of the day. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to stress. You know, I'm going I'm to keep it here. Now, what does all of this mean, right? Let's put it all in perspective. Duke drops out of number Duke drops for number seven. They're currently number seven team in the country. They'll probably drop to 10 or 11, maybe, depending on how the rest of the country does, which, for the ACC's sake, not a great look because we're trying to fight for some spots here in the final moments. I also feel like it's a travesty that some of our teams aren't currently in the top 25, but that's another story for another day, but I get it. But as I've always said on here on the show, everyone is going to bring their best when it comes to Duke. Every single person, maybe not Carolina, but every single team is going to bring their A game when they play Duke. And Duke has to understand that. They have to thrive off that as much as they want to be the villain. You've got to know when you are at home, you got to be the hero, big dog. you got to understand why you are doing this and move accordingly. So I'm not going to harp. I'm not going to beat them down any more than they already feel. What does this also mean? ACC, who's the hottest team right now? Is it a Virginia? Can you see them kind of sneaking in and maybe helping some other teams get into the NCAA conversation? Because if you think about it, that was a very solid quality Q1 win for the Virginia Cavaliers, right? You got other teams that are knocking on doors trying to get some really good Q1 wins, but you have some teams that already have that. Notre Dame, who's currently sitting in second place in the ACC standings, right? You have Duke, who have beaten some really quality teams here. No worries about them. You got the UNCs of the world who desperately need a Q1 win in order to be in the NCAA conversation. Will they get enough politics alone? Probably. Do they deserve it? Mm, it's getting a little dicey. It's getting a little dicey. They're going to have to have a way better showing in the ACC tournament play and in March on round two when this happens to convince me. Wake Forest absolutely deserves to be in the conversation Why they're not forever have me head scratched okay but I think a strong performance in the ACC tournament will help their case as well so that's a couple teams we name right but you also have Miami's of the world who certainly have had strong years and have beat a Duke team you have Florida State who can figure it out at times but gonna need a strong ACC tournament play maybe have to outright win beat that auto bid because they've beaten Duke as well you also got a Virginia Tech team who for all intents and purposes, they know what they're supposed to be, right? They know how to live in some moments in terms of senior leadership. So they know how good they should be. But will they deliver when it comes time, when they have multiple games in the road? Because they're probably going to have to play on those earlier days during the ACC tournament. That'll be interesting to see. Then, quiet as it's kept, y'all, 
I know you might think I'm crazy, but don't don't shoot the messenger. I really feel like if an NC State team can get hot enough, can figure out how to shoot shots consistently, night in and night out. I know they're the bottom team. I know. I know you're saying, Candace, please. I, I get it. But it's something about DeCravius Smith and Darion Sebron. If they can just figure, if Helms can just get the finger together, I'm telling you, they're gonna be they're gonna upset some teams that people weren't expecting. I'll say that. I don't know that they're gonna outright win it, the ACC tournament. They're definitely not going dancing. They're going to have a strong NIT performance. But don't be surprised if they surprise y'all in this tournament. Okay? That's that's all I'm saying. So who's dancing in March for y'all? Would love to know. Hit me up at Candice D. Cooper. Let me know how you're feeling about some of these ACC tournaments. Not only the ACC tournament, but some March Madness. Who's going dancing in March right now? If you could call it. I got, I got, uh, ooh, I'm about to say UVA, maybe. I was got to say Duke. Wake Forest, Notre Dame, Miami, and Carolina by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> and I think there's gonna only reason why you have six is because you get an auto bid. But Carolina by the skin of their teeth, by the strength of politics. And honestly, if they don't get in, it's nobody to blame but themselves. But we'd love to know who you all think. So hit me up there. You can also hit me up at Locked On ACC on the pod. Again, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. But before we get out of here, I want to make sure I remind you guys and really hammer home the point about some upcoming games that we have here across the board. But it's the time of the year where you've pretty much given up on all of those January resolutions. But sometimes you say, you know what, I'm going to hold to. I'm going to stick to eating right, right? But thanks to Built Bar, you can absolutely do just that. Have you tried the puffs? I'm telling you, they are excellent. If you're not, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're 100% covered in chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and it's just so good that I know one of these is going to be your fave. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. They're a typical candy bar that can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. That's not built bar, right? 130, 4 to 5 net grams of sugar, 4 to 5 net grams of carbs. You're good to go. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So we're wrapping up the show here today. And once again, thank you all for joining me. Make sure you tune in each and every day with all of my favorite co-hosts. You know, they hold it down for me. They make sure that we have a good time here. Nothing else. You don't have to hear me rambling all the time. But in this case, you get the opportunity to hear about all of my crazy predictions, which I say NC State might be the team. There's also Syracuse. I can't even believe there it is. Buddy Bayheim might just have one of these. I'm going to get an auto bid. Don't even worry about it. And I'll see y'all in the tourney energy. So you just don't know. But got games tonight that I want to make sure you guys watch. 6 p.m. You've got North Carolina taking on Clemson. A game that while Clemson had a close matchup against Duke, Carolina got blown out by Duke. <laughs> Clemson beat Carolina last year. So they they know how to and can do it again. Don't sleep on this Clemson team. 12 and 10 is cool, but I'm telling you what, it would be a long night and a long drive back from South Carolina if Carolina doesn't pick up this win. 
You've also got Syracuse playing Boston College at 8 p.m. on the ACC Network. I would say it's up in the air. I feel like it's going to go Syracuse's way. They're feeling good about themselves right now in terms of beating teams they know they should beat. It's been a little dicey there for a moment for the Syracuse Orange. But Boston College, again, nine strong wins. I didn't even think they would get nine, and yet here they are. So you guys got to make sure you check that out. And then Wednesday, we'll see Wake Forest play NC State. Georgia Tech will play Miami. Louisville will play Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh will play Florida State. So some really good games to start out the week. We'll also get you recapped there as we go through the rest of this. We have Tyler Aki joining, talking about basketball. We'll have the best bets with my guy, Jersey Drake, in the building for Freestyle Friday. So you'll be fully covered when it comes to some ACC men's hoops to play. If you did not get a chance to watch some ACC women's action last night, you missed a really good game between NC State and Georgia Tech while the pack delivered in all ways. It was just a great moment to talk about Kay Yao and the breast cancer awareness. And you also had Tasha Tuff, the coach from Georgia Tech. Beautiful moment, okay? Way bigger than basketball. But I'm telling you what, like I always say, if you have not checked out the women's game, when it comes to the ACC, they're holding it down. So we've got at least six teams in the top 25 there. Make sure you get into some games before you regret it as we head into this ACC tournament, head into March Madness. you got to be rooting for some of these ladies to hold it down for us. So that's all covered there. Come back tomorrow. Promise it'll be a great show. We'll talk about all things football with AJ Black, a little basketball action as well. But you were all set here. Got nothing else to share. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, for Candace Cooper.